Welcome to Uncontained, episode 19. I'm your host, Aaron Static-Render, and today on the show we have Frank Fusco. He's a lead singer and guitarist for the band Vinyl Spectrum from San Francisco, California. I actually met Frank about a year ago when we were working in the same building. We would always run into each other, whether it's waiting for the elevator or uh, in the bathroom. Then eventually we started up a conversation and found out... He was in a band, I was doing a podcast, and set plans to have him on the show. And then a year later, it's finally happening. Vinyl Spectrum has had their music in movies, TV shows, and advertising campaigns. They actually have a song that's going to be used in the movie Holding Patterns coming out sometime in the near future. I have two tracks from Vinyl Spectrum that I'll, I'll hook you guys up with today. One before the show, and I'll play another one after the show for you. The first track is actually a new release titled Plush Interior featuring Watsky. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and play that track for you right now and then just jump right into the interview. So here it is, Vinyl Spectrum with Plush Interior. <laughs> On her cheeks with the chips in the paint and the leaks And the smell of burning rubber when she's heated And I'm weak and the cigarette holes in the seats She goes where she likes, no steering her She locks her doors when you're near to her But sometimes she lets me come inside Pick a pull straight, plush interior Plush interior 
Frank, how's it going today? Aaron, great to be on the show. I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for coming on. Of course. Uh, would you mind telling uh, my audience just a little bit more about yourself, something I may have missed in the intro? Yeah, yeah. So um played a band out here in San Francisco called Vinyl Spectrum. Um, I've basically been playing in, in bands my whole kind of teenage through adulthood life. I started playing guitar when I was 13. Uh, I was in a band in high school, band in college. And then I moved out to San Francisco right after graduating college. And the first thing I immediately did was, was form, form a band. Um, and, uh, yeah, I actually booked a three month ticket out here and then it's been four years. So, uh, it's been, it's been really good, really, uh, the city kind of helped inspire me and, and kind of, it sounds kind of cliche, but um, I really drew a lot of my, my inspiration and energy from living in the city, both with the culture, uh, all the, you know, the homeless and gentrification and all of that bullshit kind of um, really, there's a lot to, a uh, lot to write about and a lot to, a lot of stories to tell uh, through music. Um, and um, so, yeah, originally from Philly. So, uh, San Francisco is where I call home for now. Right on, right on. Um, when you mention gentrification for people that may not be from the Bay Area and hear that every day, um, what uh, what does gentrification mean to you? <clears throat> so when I first moved out here, I lived in the Tenderloin, which I guess is considered, um, which is kind of ironic. The Tenderloin is, you know, gets a bad rep for being very populated with uh, drug addicts, homeless people, alcoholics, etc. And why I say it's ironic uh, is because the epicenter of San Francisco, you know, City Hall, all the government buildings are located in the Tenderloin, basically, um, which makes it uh, that much more fucked up and depressing that, you know, you have all these government leaders and there's really nothing they can do. I actually asked a a police officer there was like a drug deal happening it was like walking down the street and i was like what like why don't you intervene or, or you know do something to try to help these people and they're like well it would actually cost us more money the government money to actually arrest them and process them and put them in jail and all that stuff then it would just to like let nature take its course and let whatever's going to happen happen so when you, oh, wow. when you hear responses like that from people who are supposed to be preventing this from happening or have the power to do something about it. It's kind of like heartbreaking, um, which is where, again, like I mentioned in the beginning, is where I kind of draw uh, some inspiration for lyrical content um, for uh, Vinyl Spectrum songs. Okay. Like, uh, is there any song in particular that you kind of drew from that aspect? Yeah. So there's a song called Soul of Gold. Um and that's all about um, basically the tenderloin and what 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 kind of has happened to that area. Um, there's a there's a line in it called "I have that that, that goes um, I have been where the sinners win and angels go home empty-handed. Um, I've walked across that narrow bridge, broken dreams or broken lives and dreams abandoned. Um, and that 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 verse right there kind of just basically you know, illuminates everything how I'm feeling about, you know, the city at that one particular time and, and, and what I'm seeing, what I'm experiencing. Um, so yeah, it's, it definitely, um, 
it definitely really makes you think about, um, you know, everything that's happening, not just in the world, but, you know, right in the city where we live in. It's kind of people close, a, you know, they shut their eyes towards it and, and they, uh, they don't really don't really care. I mean, there are people that do care, but for the most part, it's, it's just, you know, uh, where can I live for cheap? Oh, the Tenderland. Okay, let's kick all these other people out and claim this area for ourselves. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, it sucks that that happens, you know. And it, but... it sucks, too, that whenever I say I live in San Francisco, it's like people are like, oh, that's so expensive. Like, how do you afford it? What do you, like, what do you do? Nah, nah. And, like, I have to explain to them that, you know, it wasn't always, like, 10 years ago, it wasn't as crazy as it was now. It's it's because the city is becoming way overpopulated and just the inflation of, of everything here. Um, so I kind of get into the whole gentrification with, you know, friends back home or family or whatever. Yeah, like, I'm originally from Iowa, and, like, compared to Iowa, rent prices anywhere in the Bay Area is expensive. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially, especially San Francisco, which rates for an apartment are, like, five times the, the rate of Iowa, <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. But there's more people wanting to live in San Francisco and, you know, yeah. endure a winter in Iowa. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> lovely, Aaron. Yes, yes. Winter yes. in Iowa is divine, I've heard. It's it's probably similar to Philly. It, yeah, I would what? I would say I think Iowa might be a little worse. Um but Philly definitely has brutal winters and I'm looking at I was looking at uh the uh weather out there now and it's like 90 degrees. I was like, oh, I would love to be on the beach right now." Isn't that crazy how that is? It's so cold in the winter, so hot in the summer, like where it almost seems like cool out here in the summer yeah well out here it's like the same degree every day and (laughs) i feel like the days just cluster into one giant year and i like oh this happened like three days ago oh no that was fucking like three months ago and then i also don't like how there's not any seasons out here like i would say um there's rain and drought season well like i'm saying like fall (laughs) spring summer they're kind of like all one season here i i understand that but i also love like say out here in the winter you'll have things blooming back in the winter back where it snows like everything seems dead you know yeah that's true but you know i'm not a meteorologist or anything so you just you just play one on tv no on podcasts i just play one on podcasts i they don't even let me on tv to play one (laughs) (laughs) but uh that's as good a transition as anything uh you have music that is on uh tv shows movies and uh also you even made a juicy couture ad is that correct yes you know you know that scene in wayne's world where wayne and garth are um selling out and they're eating all of the doritos and the pizza hut and they're all like decked out in their reebok clothes and they're talking about you know I would never be sponsored by a brand and they walk in and they're both like wearing like Nike headbands and shit. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty much what Juicy Couture uh, thing was. So we work, uh, I mean, it's so being like an independent artist, you, we're, it's, it's, we're basically self funding ourselves. Um, so we work with a licensing company in New York and LA 
uh, LA is called Gravel Pit Music and New York is called Flavor Lab. And um, we basically send them all of our tracks and instrumentals and whatnot, and they pitch them to different TV shows, movies, commercials. Um, so the Juicy Couture thing was a commercial um, that they just released. And our song PS118 is featured on it. And actually, the model in there is this woman named Bahati Bahati or whatever. And she's actually Adam Levine's wife. So we're, we're trying to uh, see if we can swing some networking and get, uh-huh. get Adam Levine to uh, take a listen and, uh, you know, take a break from the voice for a second and, and hear some, some, you know, pretty good, you know, indie rock that's out there. Yeah, yeah. So how did you get connected with two agents on the coast? Yeah, so um, Gravel Pit's in L.A., um, and the one of the owners there, this girl, Stacey Coleman, she, uh, she's – her wife is best friends with my old roommate. And, like, my roommate, she was uh, – she always came to my shows. She's like, oh, you guys are great. You guys are great. You should talk to my friend Stacey. Like, she does, like uh, – she didn't really know what she did, but she essentially – was a music supervisor and sent tracks and pitched tracks for the, all these different things. So I reached out to her, sent them our stuff, and we ended up getting on um, a few shows, uh, Best Bars in America and Esquire Network, um, where, these just, where these two guys just go around getting hammered at different bars in different cities. Uh, so that was pretty cool. And then right on. Uh, NBC has a show called The Night Watch. Or, yeah, The, the Night Shift. The Night Shift. The night, I think The Night Watch. I'm thinking about The Watchmen. But it's called the night shift. It's a some. It's like a, a hospital drama on NBC. Okay, I was gonna say I thought that was like a hospital drama. Yeah. But. Um, and so that 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 placement was kind of funny. So I told my parents about it, and uh, the scene was our song was on the radio that they were listening to in the car. So it's like these two women were in the car, and then like they like turned the radio on, and it was our song, which was kind of cool. And my parents were like, yeah. It was, we were listening to it and then like they turn on the radio and your song was there. It's kind of like a very meta moment for my parents to be watching a TV show where their son's song was actually playing from the radio of the TV show. So, um, it was cool. Uh, and then we have, uh, one of our tracks was in a song called any day with Eva Longoria and Sean Bean and Tom Arnold. Uh, that, that, that movie fucking sucked. I endured it for, whatever it was, an hour and a half, two hours. Were you actually in the movie playing or? It was just the track. Yeah. Just a track. And I, okay. And it was cool seeing, you know, your name on the credits at the very end too. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have another track. Um, the song is called storm of swords, which will be featured in the feature film holding patterns, uh, which has this actor, Freddie Highmore in it. Who's, uh, he plays Norman Bates in Bates motel, which is kind of like, um, young Norman growing up with, uh, you know, his, his mother, which is kind of like, it's really a creepy show, but, um, I really dig it. Uh, I was, I've been watching it, but I've kind of fell off from watching it. Uh, so that's good. I haven't actually seen that. I've heard about it, but he's a really good actor. Um, so we're, I'm excited to see the, this film that he's in and see kind of where the song is placed because, you know, we don't know what, what part of the movie the song will be in. So you kind of, we, you know, go, we'll probably go to the theater, watch it. And when it comes up, we'll probably yell, that's our song. And uh, that'll be that. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you you don't uh, do you normally get told where or how it's going to be used in the song or no? So essentially the how like the uh, licensing companies will be telling us like okay it's going to be on this this show which will air this day like joy and but like they don't they don't even know like when it will uh, when it will be going on they just know like our track is locked in picture and it's going to be somewhere in the movie. So you could possibly not even know how it's being used it could be like in a scene where there's multiple murders and like uh sodomy and stuff like yep. that and it's like oh we're really that's that's final spectrum we're really hoping it's <laughs> in a sex scene in this film um you know maybe some sort of like hardcore bondage scene and our our song is just you know the nice ambient music in the background yes Yes, and you said it's uh, you said it's uh, Storm of Swords, right? Yeah. So that could that could go with the BDSM yeah. a little bit, a little a little blade play. Uh-huh. I think that's <laughs> real. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> so uh, we'll be sure to uh, Snapchat it in the theater while that's happening. Send it out to all of our fans. Yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome, man. Uh, and that's in uh, Night Shift, right? No. Uh, oh, holding patterns. Yeah. I'm sorry, holding patterns. I was at the wrong spot in my notes. I don't think it has a release date yet, but um, it's supposed to be sometime this year, 2016. Okay, okay. So, um, just jumping around a little bit, like uh, how how did you and your band get together? Um, so, like I said, when I moved here, um, I was living in the Tenderloin, and I was actually living at my uncle's. Um, he has a hotel and it's connected to a music studio that he owns. It's like a um, rehearsal space. So I met a lot of people there and I actually worked there when I first came to the city. Um, oh, that's cool. So I got to meet a lot of musicians and I kind of just like networked that way. Um, so actually the band, um, except for kind of like uh, the bass player right now, um, we, uh, we've, it's kind of been like a rotating cast of, of musicians. Um, that, you know, as long as, like, you know, you kind of dig the same kind of music and whatnot, um, and we're all on the same skill level, that's kind of really all you need. And you need obviously need that connection on, like, uh, a humanistic level as well um, to get along and, and be able to coexist. Because having a band, as all musicians know, is like another relationship. It's like, it's like a marriage. You have to kind of compromise and... Um, make sure everyone's getting enough sex and all that stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it's a lot of hard work, especially, you know, we all have, like, other jobs and stuff because, let's face it, you know, if, if music, like, we're not signed to a major label or anything like that, so we kind of have to find ways to fund ourselves and, if, you know, live in the city, pay rent. Um, so what those, that rent thing sucks. It always comes back to the, <laughs> um, so what, what the like placements in those movies and TV shows and ads do is it, it, it kind of funds the, the project. It funds the band to record new stuff and put, put new stuff out there. And you're putting out, uh, I've read on Facebook, it was like three new tracks this year. Yeah. Three new tracks. So, uh, we've been writing them, um, for the past like four months, we finally got into the studio in February, I think it was. Um, and uh, right here in San Francisco Hyde Street Studios, uh, we recorded with Scott McDowell, who is a 
a genius. He's worked with a bunch of awesome bands um, in the city, like in San Francisco and nationally as well. Um, so we we like to work kind of very, um, you know, very thoughtfully, I guess, in the way we do it. So like we'll rehearse those three tracks for like weeks and weeks and weeks until we have it nailed. So we just go into the studio because, you know, studio time is, isn't cheap. So we go into the studio, we nail down the tracks, so we play them live, and then we go back, listen to them all, and then we'll like overdub wherever we want, um, uh, and then we'll do vocals, etc. The whole recording process, and then um, you know the mixes, listen to the mixes, and then the mastering, etc. So we finally got these tracks finished um, and we released Plush Interior, the first of the three tracks, um, about a month ago. And how we're kind of doing it is, you know, when you, when artists release a full album, um, you know, 10 to 12 songs or however long it is, um, you know, we, we, that we've done the album thing. Uh, Cosmic Desire was our first album that we released in 2012 or 2013. Um, okay. it was, it was great. Then we did an EP and now we're kind of going down this road of releasing individual records like singles. So each, each track will have its own piece of artwork. Um, and, uh, this one, Plush Interior, actually features uh, Watsky, who is a – he's a rapper, but he's also – You got some serious background noise right there, dude. All right. So, like, start out from this one features Watsky, and then you'll be fine. I don't know if you're just scratching or something, but – No, I just closed the door. My fucking roommates are – okay. Okay. Um, sorry about that. Yeah, so this one um, – Plush Interior, uh, we were lucky enough to get Watsky uh, as a feature. Uh, he is a Bay Area native from San Francisco, um, and uh, he's awesome. He he actually just released a book. Um, he does like some uh, live poetry, slam reading as well. Uh, okay. He's been on Ellen, so uh, he's got a really good following. So we actually had him leak the track the day before it came out, and then it was like you know, like a thousand views in like the first, like or a thousand listens in the first, like two hours. So that was kind of, kind of cool to see like the power that he has and all of his fans kind of like, Oh, this is awesome. Like he's doing a rock track with this rock band, but it fits really well together. Right on. How did you uh, get uh, hooked up with Watsky? So we had a, we had this little bridge part in flush interior. Um, and we were like, we need a feature on this. Like we need someone to kind of, uh, you know, either rap over it, sing over it, et cetera. And I, we thought it could be cool to have a, uh, you know, he's not a rapper in the sense of like, you know, like hardcore rap. He's, you know, just like a conscious rapper is what you could say. Uh, okay. Would he be more political? I've only heard from him what's on your song. Yeah. So I want to say he's political. He's just more thought provoking than like rapping about like money, cars, bitches, et cetera. Um, have you heard of a guy named Lil Dicky? Little Dicky? Yeah. Uh, no, I have okay. not. I'm sorry. No, 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 no worries. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he uh, we we reached out to a bunch of guys for features. Um, some just you know weren't available, et cetera. So we were able to get in contact with Watsky, and he's like, "Dude, I really love the track. Like, I'd love to be a part of it, et cetera." So it just worked out, and um, we were stoked to uh, to have him. You know, one of his verses on our song. So, um, it's always good to collaborate with, 
other artists and musicians that people wouldn't think you would make a song with or, you know, do an album with, et cetera. And is this the first time that you uh, ventured into having a rapper on your one of your tracks? Yeah, I mean, on we have a song on Cosmic Desire, the first album, called uh, Arrow Through the Sky, and we kind of have a little intermittent... It's, it's not really a rap, it's more of like a spoken word verse that um, my buddy did, uh, and uh, my buddy Shane, and he... It, it, it wasn't as polished as it should have been, um, so we kind of learned from that mistake and we're like, all right, if we're going to go down this route again, we have to get someone that's like legit and would put down a really killer verse. Um, so that's kind of what we did. All right, cool, cool. So, um, I've been listening to your tracks as actually blew up your SoundCloud between yesterday and today, just, uh, listening in transit. Yes. Thank you. We, I was like, damn, a hundred listens in the past 24 hours. Yep, yep, and I realized like I was I was on Bart for one of them, and I like you know distracted on Bart just kind of as background noise. It kept on it was on repeat, so I was like I heard that part like five minutes ago. And I heard that part again. I was like, oh shit, it was. Uh, I think it might have been uh, the one eighteen song. Oh, PS one eighteen, yeah. PS one eighteen, yeah. I heard that over and over again. I was like, oh man, I need to get onto the <laughs> other tracks. <laughs> so that, but that track PS one eighteen is actually well, the name is inspired by the TV show, um, which was one of my favorite as a kid, the cartoon Hey Arnold on Nickelodeon. Did you watch that as a kid? I did not have when I was a little kid. I didn't really have cable, okay. um, but I I have seen it. I am familiar with it. I see. For me, it's the complete opposite. As a kid, like I had cable, all this awesome shit. Now, I have, as an adult, when I'm you know able to afford my own things, I don't even have cable. It's like <laughs> weird how that kind of you know comes full circle, I guess. But um, but yeah, PS One Eighteen is the track that's on that Juicy Couture ad, and it's, you know it's it's an it's it's one of my favorites even to play live. It has a lot of energy. And it's a it's a fun track to get the crowd into and whatnot. Yeah, it's definitely catchy and the um. One about the mind. Mind and overdrive. Mind and overdrive. I I like that one. And I remember when I first met you, I went online. I was like, okay, Vinyl Spectrum. Let's look it up and see. Found the video to that. The video is really cool too, with like the gas oh, masks. So that's a great story. And actually, I I fucked up. Mind and overdrive is the song that's in the holding pattern movie, not Storm of Swords. Okay. So the, your your favorite Vinyl Spectrum song is going to be on the big screen. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Sorry. That I I really like the video to that too. So, um, what was the deal with the gas mask? Yeah, so the video. So that video I co-wrote, and I I'm, I'm actually the actor in it. Um, with me and my buddy or my one of my old creative partners, Ronnie Allman. He's a director now. We created that was actually a, a short film that won Ron Howard and Cannon had a uh, um. Project Imagination Film Festival, and our film, it's called Filter, actually was one of five films chosen that won the the uh, the festival. So we got flown out to New York. Um, we got to meet like Eva Longoria. Uh, we got to meet James Murphy from LCD Sound System, uh, Jamie Foxx. So what they did was they had five like celebrity um, actor people in music Hollywood. Um, any type of famous artist, they had five, they selected five of them to create five kind of 
um, professional pieces, and then they selected five amateur directors and, and filmmakers. And so the festival was comprised of 10 films split between, you know, the five celebrities and the five amateurs. Um, but, you know, they were screened at the Lincoln Center in Manhattan. So it was, it was a really awesome experience. And when... Sounds like it. When uh, I was writing Mind in Overdrive, it kind of has that, um, you know, that ominous kind of dark, you know, post-apocalyptic feel to it. So yeah. I was like, like the music video is basically already made. I'm just going to kind of cut up filter and kind of put it in tell the story a little shorter and through the lyrics of the song cool yeah it has like yeah everybody just so people know you can youtube it mind and overdrive final spectrum check it out and uh everybody in the video has on gas masks correct correct if i remember right it's been a little while since i watched that's it. correct yeah um and so that was funny filming it in san francisco you know everyone's kind of like staring at us and then I would like joke around with the, you know, the, the pedestrians walking by. I was like, yeah, there was a major gas leak down on Geary Street. So, you know, we're just taking precautions and they'll kind of like look at each other like, what the fuck is this, are these people doing? <laughs> so, you know, in San Francisco, I could see it, either people pay attention to you and panic or just be like, oh, that's some crazy fucking bum yep. yelling about uh, how the government is gassing people with chemtrails and shit. Yeah, totally. Go back to the tenderloin, you fucking creep. <laughs> like you're why we have gentrification <laughs> that's hilarious yeah so who like who were your influences I, I i'll tell you what i hear when i listen to your music i hear an influence of some jazz some blues guitar um and then you know a little bit of classic rock influence and then a band that comes to mind on some tracks where there's horns is cake mm-hmm. Um, am I am I close you, to you've kind of um, no pun intended hit all of the, the, the keys of the colors of the spectrum there. Um, so <laughs> our uh, I think the pun was intended. Uh, yes, um, I'll challenge that. <laughs> yeah, our, the, like the earlier stuff. It, you're right, very jazzy, very kind of funky, um, especially from that first album, Cosmic Desire. And um, if you go back and listen, I think on that only two songs had horns. Or maybe three songs, um, but uh, as we've kind of developed and like kind of as artists do, kind of change their style up a little bit, we've definitely come a little more rock, heavy, like heavier rock and roll, um, indie rock, blues, garage rock kind of influences. Um, one of my biggest kind of muses now is um, this Australian uh, singer songwriter. She plays in a rock band. Her name's Courtney Barnett. Okay. Um, She's she's fucking amazing. Um, but I guess one of my personal biggest influences is Jack White. Um, I, 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 I just, I kind of, a lot, there have been a lot of comparisons, especially on this Plush Interior song to... Yes, I can hear that in the opening, uh, the opening of the song. Yeah. In the intro. I mean, I mean, it's, it's just like, it, there's no way of getting around it because like, he kind of like own that style of kind of singing and whatnot. But um, I, I think that I'm kind of doing it in my own personal way, um, unique way, I guess, which is important to decipher when people listen to that. 
Yeah, exactly. You don't want to come straight out and be somebody else unless you're a tribute band, I right. guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but when you're trying to do original thing, it's cool to have influences and let those influences show some. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you don't want to copy anybody. Oh, yeah. Uh, another band that I hear in your music as I'm listening, um, hear influences from Cage the Elephant. Ugh, no. Ugh. I hate them, but I guess. <laughs> like mainly mainly from like i wasn't a big fan of their second cd their yeah. first cd with uh rest for the wicked that was a big radio song yeah. back when i was doing radio yeah. and it was something completely different from what was on air yeah that's true so i think that's kind of why that stuck with me sorry if you don't like that comparison <laughs> but I'll, I'll stand by it it's a positive aspects of it from cage the elephant for me if that's if that's any well, better. something similar. Um, we've gotten like, on this new track. We've gotten "Rage Against the Machine," which I really don't hear at all. Uh, they might be mistaking the c- kind of crunchiness of the intro yeah. for rage. Yeah, but yeah, I which... mean, um, I, like you know, we're we're trying to do pay homage to you know our influence and stuff, but kind of doing it in a, in a newer way. Um, but uh, but I, I mean. You know, everyone has, you know, I think uh, John Lennon said this, um, you know, you kind of take a little bit from here, take a little bit from there, and you kind of make it your own. Um, And I think that's really true, especially with artists. You have to be inspired some way, um, whether it is by another artist or, you know, place you live um, and whatever your muse is. I do think that, you know, you kind of have to, you know, take a little here, take a little there just to make it your own. Yeah, definitely. And that goes for any form of art, not just music, really. Yeah. Like whether it's painting pictures or music or sculptures, you know, Mm -hmm. it's all from somewhere. Yeah, totally. Okay, Frank. So I've been listening to your tracks a lot on SoundCloud, as we mentioned earlier today. And um, when can I check you out live? Are you playing around the area at all? Yeah. So, you know, we've been recording these tracks and slowly releasing them. And uh, our first live show back um, from a while uh, is going to be August 10th at uh, Bottom of the Hill in San Francisco. Um and actually, we're playing with this Australian band called Hockey Dad, and uh, Hockey, Dad? Hockey Dad, yes, quite <laughs> the name. Um, Is that the Australian version of Soccer Mom? <laughs> I, I would assume so. Yes, man. <laughs> see that Hockey Dad over there? He's so fucking hot. <laughs> um, he'll melt my ice. Um, he must work out. Yeah. So, uh, Aaron Axelson. Uh, from Live 105 is actually going to be promoting that show and giving away free tickets on on his soundcheck show and I guess whatever Live 105 stuff he DJs now. So that's kind of cool. Oh, cool. cool. Um, but yeah, August 10th at Bottom of the Hill. Yeah, it's good to hear like some radio shows doing like spotlights for local music mm-hmm. too. That kind of helps. That's one thing that I wish I was able to do more when I was working at... Uh, the radio station I worked at back in Iowa is uh, bring in the local and and unsigned band aspect, but with corporate radio, you can't always do that. Yeah, no, it's uh, 
they definitely have their, you know, some stations, this top 40, the, the same rotation of artists. And Live 105, I think Aaron does a good job of, he has a soundtrack show where he, it's kind of like all, mostly all local um, unsigned artists that he kind of features on them. So that's cool that he does that. And even, you know, like what you're doing with the podcast and whatnot, it's just a great way of getting, turning new people onto your music kind of helping these artists get out there so we we appreciate what you do well thank you man thank you yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to expose bands to people and comedians actors to people as well uh, pretty much just anybody in the entertainment industry mm-hmm. and plus get advice from my guests for people in like bands or looking to get into the entertainment industry that might help them along the way, whether it's just to get off the couch mm-hmm. and start pursuing or maybe take the next step in where they're at right now. Um, so uh, do you have any advice for any up and coming musicians or are people who are looking to do something yeah. in the entertainment field? Yeah, I would say practice and hone your craft to the best of your ability. Always, if you're, if you're a band, always be playing. Um, it doesn't matter if you're playing to five people in a coffee shop, just always getting that experience of playing live and, you know, making mistakes and learning from them, getting your music out there, just being heard. Um, you know, we're kind of at that stage now where we kind of are more picky with the shows that we'll play. Um, just cause we've, we've done that whole thing for, we've been out here for four years. So it's, we've played, we've played to five people we played to like you know 300 people so um it's it's all it's it's kind of like working away at paying your dues um and which is sometimes the early years are are the the most fun because you kind of have no pressure and you can kind of do it and just have make sure you're always having fun like as artists don't worry about um kind of what you know what how other people are perceiving you whatever just go out there tell your jokes write your songs play your guitar uh, kind of like how you want to do it and, and, and stay true to yourself. Um, Good advice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, stay true to yourself because people value like originality and like when you're copying somebody, correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't feel the same heart that's put into it, the same like, you know, feeling that's put into the song when it's original. Yeah, totally. Um, but like even like we'll play cover songs at shows, but we'll like kind of vinyl spectrumize it, I guess. So that's <laughs> that's kind of cool. And um, yeah, and like I said, like try to find ways to, you know, we know it's expensive to record and all that stuff. So um, you know, if try to find ways to make your music kind of work for you in a sense, um, like whether. I don't know. I don't know how. That's kind of easier said than done. Um, like trying to network and get on soundtracks, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, if, if Juicy Couture ad, you know, your free Juicy Couture for life. Get, it's get, just that easy. Hook you up with free velour sweatsuits. Um, no. I, Will I, you be wearing those at the show at the bottom of the hill? We have customized ones that uh, it has like a whole rainbow that goes across our chest to connect, and it's really cool. <laughs> it's, it's really exciting. So we're really happy with that. No, that that. That sounded very. That came off wrong. Uh, what what I what I meant to say was, you know, um, just put 
as much content out there as you can um, and always just be creating and you know filling the world with with your sound or whatever it is whatever it is that you're trying to do and Jerry Seinfeld had a good quote um, when he was writing jokes um, he would write a joke a day and he would every other like every day the next day he would obviously try to beat that joke but he said okay. like if he wasn't writing a joke a day honing his craft he would feel like a failure um which i think um i mean honestly i don't write a song a day but i'll, I'll sort of think and it, it always comes to my mind like hey maybe this little riff could be used for a song maybe this verse could be used in a song somewhere so just always keeping your mind uh on whatever you're doing yeah, if you're a musician, maybe try to write like a hook a day or try to write like a like even just one line out of a song, as you mentioned, per day that you can possibly go back to and use like when you're looking for the perfect thing to fit. Yeah, like when I was um, when I was, you know, in my porn career, I would, you know, try to make <laughs> at least like 17 times a day. Um, which kind of practice how far you could shoot. Yeah, it, it was very painful. Um, a lot of rug burn um but you know we, you overcome and uh that's c-o-m-e um by the way i'm proud of you i'm proud of you. <laughs> um but yeah just uh and uh don't take yourself seriously ever <laughs> <laughs> that that is definitely good advice as well um now would I guess one thing I might throw in for like just listening to what you said earlier as far as how you got connected with uh, the two agencies on the coast and stuff is uh, networking with the people that you know. Mm -hmm. Would that be safe to say? Yeah, totally. Even you know, you go to shows, um, you really love the band. You go up to them after the show and say, "Hey, I really dig your uh, your your set." we should set up a show sometime. Like I can't tell you how many times like we've done that and we've actually set up shows at cooler venues because we talked to a band that was, you know, had more of a following than us. And so you kind of like work together and then you get some of their fans, your fans go to them. So it's, it's all like music should never be a competition. It should always, no, no art should ever be competition. It should be a collaborative effort. Um, so, but what about American Idol? That's a competition. Oh yeah, that's that's <laughs> like uh, that's like Nazi youth uh, television. <laughs> that's what American Idol is. Yeah, yeah. Thank God that's pretty much that's over now, yeah. right? Or is there one more season? Is uh, have they decided the final Idol? I don't know. I've been too caught up on The Bachelor, so I I couldn't tell you what's happening on American Idol. Okay, all right. <laughs> that. Got to see who will marry somebody for a rose. Totally. Um, but yeah, it, just don't be shy. Just go up like, hey, I play in this band. Like, check us out. Like, I really dig your stuff. And just always be open for conversation with anyone because you never know, like, where that could lead. Like you. Like, I met you in the bathroom on what? Uh, on We cross streams seven. and everything, yeah. too. Yeah. And then you're like, hey, I'm on this radio show. And sorry, I... I apologize on my end that it took me forever to get to get on, but I'm glad this oh, it's all good. worked out. Sorry for peeing on your shoe. That's nah, all right. Uh, figured that was the problem. Like you're like, oh, I'm still mad at yeah. that guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so 
networking is huge. I've actually gotten a few shows that way, not necessarily in a bathroom, but by uh, going up and talking to people, being like, hey, dude, I like your stuff, as you said, or like, dude, I have this podcast. I'd like you to come on and uh, let's let's talk, you know, mm-hmm. type thing. Get your word out there and uh, help spread the word about totally. it. And if you know anybody else who would want to come on here, Frank, let me know. We'll 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 do business. Okay, yeah, definitely. All right, so I got another question that I ask every guest on my show about seven um, inches. Yeah. Okay, so that <laughs> that's good to know. That's good to know. I was trying to think of somewhere to go with that, but uh, <laughs> no, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. But that's good for you. I'm. I'm I bet the ladies <laughs> no, are happy. It's, it's it's not. It's it's maybe on a good day. Like you know, well, uh, you, I'm just gonna quit while I'm in. You know what, dick jokes are hard Uh, like that sounded really bad too but uh dick jokes are tough because if you're joking about having a big dick everybody automatically thinks you have a small one if you're joking about having a small dick everybody already automatically thinks you have a small one i think i have a pretty adequate dick um yeah we'll just leave it at that that's good man that's good i like maybe if you make it to be a big enough rock star uh, I know there's some lady, I saw this on HBO's Real Sex, that collects molds of rock stars' cocks. Maybe you can make it into her cock collection. Yeah, I don't know if I would want that. Neither do I, really, but, uh, you know, it's right of passage. I guess Tommy Lee has his in there or something like that. That that Real Sex on HBO show is really weird. Yeah, I've never seen it, but uh, and I don't think I will after that comment. So you-, you, you haven't seen Real Sex on HBO? Is it, wait, is that like... Uh, they have like all sorts of weird stuff. Like they'll have like taxi? old hippies that like to... Uh, no, that's uh, Taxi Cab Confessions. But there's there's like old hippies who like to take mud baths together. Uh, or I saw one with like people who were obsessed with food fetishes and they were like covering each other with mustard and like jelly and ketchup and just that smothering. sounds like it could be an episode. Yeah, I've, yeah. But yeah, so maybe maybe you could end up uh, in that collection. But I, you know, yeah, only time, so yeah. only time will tell, Frank. Only time will tell. That's how you know you made uh-huh. it. That and a juicy couture. Ad. Yeah, it always comes back uh, to the juicy couture. Ad. It does. It does. Fuck yeah. Um, okay, the final question that I have for you is this show, Uncontained. The meaning of the show name is basically living free society's restraints saying you can't go out and be a rock star you have to go settle for this office job here you can't go out and be an artist you have to do this you have to sell shoes at a women's shoe store for a living like al bundy but uh my question to you is how do you live uncontained frank that's a great question um i mean my goal or my intention is not is is nor never will be to be like a rock star or to be have my cock molded into a dildo for <laughs> a woman that, that isn't why i make make the music or you know play shows i do it because i you know I, I fucking love it and um it's just it's like my outlet you know i have a i have a a nine to five job be it that it's fucking awesome like i'm a writer and stuff uh that's that's pretty cool um so i really can't complain that like you know, I'm not selling like car insurance or something, which would suck. But anyway, um, I just think it's it's balancing, you know, your creative side of life and also kind of your your uh, you know 
you're, you have to rationalize it. You know, you, I, you can't be fucking in the clouds all the time. You have to, you know, come down and kind of do your shit. So then you can spend, spend your time doing the fucking shit that you want to do. For me, it's making music. For, you know, you, it's, you know, doing the radio podcast and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think that, I guess to answer your question, how do I live uncontained is actually to kind of contain myself at certain points to then release myself to become uncontained. That doesn't make any sense, but that's how I feel. Okay, so you're kind of like Diet Coke and Mentos. Like, you're contained until somebody puts Mentos in you and opens you up and shakes you up, then you spray all over the place. Yes. Uh-huh. That's exactly right. Um, I had to make sure that didn't go back to the porn no, days. So. No, those, those <laughs> days are long, long gone. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I keep going back to, you know, you can still be a musician. You can still be an artist. You can still be whatever you want to do. And, you know, you don't have to be ashamed that you also have another job. Like, you know, yes, that would be awesome if, like, my full-time job was to be a musician and to play shows and make music. But, you know, you kind of have to sometimes be realistic and, and you know, do what you love when whenever you can, like, whenever you can time for it. Um, okay. I think that's saying, like, uh, what is it? Um, do what you if you do what you love for work, you never work a day in your life. I think that's the biggest bullshit fucking statement ever. And it's, that's like for like people that like are like trust fund babies and are like, Oh yeah, I don't have to work. I can just go on my yacht and blah, blah, blah. you know, in reality you have to fucking work. You have to, yeah, you might have a shitty job. Yeah. You might have to make some sacrifices. But always remember to keep time to, for the things that you really love to do in life. And I think that that is the main, my rambling at the end of the ramble is, is that kind of sentiment. Your post-ramble. Yeah. All right. Yes. Yeah. So do what you hate so you can do what you love. Yeah, exactly. All right. Very well. Very well. <laughs> All right. Well, Frank, before we uh, sign off the show today, I want to give you a chance to uh, t- tell people where they can get a hold of you and your band and so they can uh, be up to date on when the new songs come out and all that. Yeah. So um, as you did a really good job of plugging, we are on SoundCloud, Vinyl Spectrum, uh, VinylSpectrum.com. We're on Spotify. Um Pandora, iTunes, YouTube, basically anywhere digital music is sold. Um, eventually, our goal is to press some vinyl, um, but right now everything's just all digital. Um, so, yeah, if you uh, we'll have we'll be releasing "Waiting on You" the second of three tracks coming out this year, probably around September. Um, okay, so that'll be. Uh, you can get that on, you know, the same places where you can get all of our other music. Um, but yeah, um, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. All right. Great. When you do release that vinyl album, you should just name it spectrum Mm. and have it the vinyl spectrum record. Okay. You, uh, that's a great idea. And I will, uh, I will definitely consider that. 
and you can be uh, you can take in some of that profit for that genius idea. All right, all right. <laughs> I'll, I'll be I'll be waiting for my royalty Good, check. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so I always have my guests sign off the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, what it is is basically say your name and put whatever uh, flavor you want in there and end with Live Uncontained. Okay. I'm Frank Fusco, lead singer and guitarist for Vinyl Spectrum. I've lived a crazy life from you know being a porn star to being a writer to meeting Aaron in the bathroom to be on this show. Um, and, you know... It's important to, I've said this a thousand times, but always try to make time for the things that you love and never, never, ever forget to live uncontained. Thanks again to Frank Fusco for coming on the show today, and thank you for listening. Please make sure you check out his band, Vinyl Spectrum. They have a show coming up on the 10th of August at the bottom of the hill, so if you're in the Bay Area Make sure you check that out. And, uh, yeah, please, also, in whatever pod platform you listen to, wherever wherever you listen to podcasts, please rate, review, subscribe, and uh, share. Yes, please tell a friend about the show. The more people who know about it, the more the show can grow, the cooler guests we can get. At the beginning of the show, I mentioned that we'd have two tracks for you from Vinyl Spectrum. The one we kicked off the show with was a brand new one, which you can find on iTunes, called Plush Interior featuring Watsky. This next track will be the track that's featured on the Holding Patterns movie that's coming out sometime soon. A release date has not been set for it, but this is mind in overdrive so enjoy the track and as always until next time live uncontained
Through the night 